Hello, welcome to the Netflix Landfill, the official podcast of drinking calorific milkshakes, but never putting on any weight. My name is Benjamin Sutton. I'm Rob Flood. How's it going, Mr. Robert Flood? Got it. It did not come home. Well, this is the thing, Rob, is um, it's always coming home. <laughs> like... It's just not when. We just don't, like, there's no set date when it's coming home, but like, it is coming home. It's just going to come home eventually. I was genuinely, I was genuinely like rooting for England because I feel like the, the, some of the like England hate, like I'm, I'm going to lie. I'm like a little bit of Brits out. I'm a little bit on board with like a little bit of Brits out sort of rhetoric, but it went a bit too far. It went a little bit too far. It became a bit cringeworthy, became a bit like, um, hate for the sake of hate. And I couldn't get on board with that. I could not get on board with that. And I renounced my, Italiano heritage. Yeah. My you know how much I you know how much I eat pasta. You know how much I yeah. love my Italiano heritage. And uh uh they supported England. Nice. They seemed like a nice bunch of lads. Uh, unfortunately hence why I had to post the monkey symbols afterwards <laughs> on the cause they let me down. But <laughs> Oh for God's sake. Um yeah, good good bunch of lads. I like them. Uh, it's a shame I didn't come home. I'm... Yeah, the whole fucking... I can rant and rant, um, but just the whole thing of, like, it... The fucking discourse around it. Like, it was probably, like, some really fucking shitty comments, but then it, it like, dominated the whole thing. Yeah. Which maybe is the point. It's, like, good. I don't know. But it just well, made me sad. I was, like, sad anyway, and then it made me sadder. Yeah, well, it was the, like, um, you know, the UEFA, is it, investigated, and um, they said that there were a hundred accounts they found, and five of them they could definitely say were British, and, like, 70 of them they could say were definitely not British. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. There's probably a hell of a lot that... Because it's just like Saudi Arabians and like people like people from the Middle East, people like India and stuff who just, for whatever reason, they're like, oh, I'm going to support England and um, get really, really upset. But yeah, but then obviously there's, then there's also like I saw a fucking like uh, under youth, uh, like Portsmouth football team where they oh, were all yeah, like yeah, posting yeah, red. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. That's not cool. Not cool. But yeah, um, and, then and it, so I'm not going to say that there's like no British racism. No, there definitely, de- definitely was. There 100 percent was, um, and like a lot of the way, in it, like there's reasons kind of why um, lots of, except like Reddit became this whole like circle jerk of like anti England, and like to some extent I kind of got what the like English fans were like spitting on Danish. Yeah, fans. well, I was pretty calling that German child. Uh, no, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> it's allowed if it's funny. <laughs> like, that kind of... The, the thing is, they got it all up in a tizzy about calling like, the German girl a, a slag. Which, you know, maybe... In all fairness, her grandfather did kill Anne Frank. Yeah. Like, as that tweet said. Yeah, I looked up the family tree. <laughs> yeah, it was right <laughs> there. Did. It's fucking... <laughs> but, um... But like there, there was a level there where I was like, you "Fucking that!" Your reaction to this is so over the top. Like it's kind of like not, there wasn't really any harm of it. She like lot, and it was a whole thing. Like that—that's the kind of horrible thing about sport 
is there has to be a winner and a loser. Mm-hmm. And there is a certain element of schadenfreude. As people got from England losing... To use a German word. To use a German word, yeah. Uh, it jokes on them for inventing it, yeah. I guess. Um, but, like, I think that it probably is quite an English, or, or at least British thing to, like, laugh at a crying child. Or anything. It, it's not, it doesn't mean anything, isn't it? It's just, like, a way of reacting. Like, I remember, um, I think there's an Irish film. What's it called? But it's about, like, um, it's about rugby. Oh, I have no idea. Um, yeah, I've forgotten what it's called. Um, but, like, uh, it's about a rugby player who's, who's like, gay. Um, but it's just, like, a scene where he's, like, he's, like, super talented. He goes into training. And it's just, like, one guy says something. He just beats the shit out of him. And, like, um, they showed it in front of, like, a Canadian audience. And they were, like, horrified. And they showed it in front of a Scottish audience. And they were pissing themselves. <laughs> and it's, like... The, the, you know, there is, like, some level of cultural difference there. And then what annoyed me, though, was, like, Scottish, Irish people and Welsh people saying, oh, we would never do that. And be like, fuck off. You yeah. totally would. I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't think... I kind of need to push back. Irish fans, sort of, a lot of them really, really pride themselves on, like, being so unfathomably fucking wholesome. Maybe. And so, like... Yeah, like if, if there's some international tournament and there was the one in was in France and there's a bunch of fucking videos came out with them serenading like a woman like on a balcony and then like cheering whenever the little the crossroads if you're at the crossing of the streets that goes green so it's the green man. Yeah. That sort of thing. Um but yeah, there's this really like kind of pathetic. It was after the Bataclan shooting. Very very sad. And it was like France 24 ran an article saying, like, I feel like Irish people are so up their fucking head, like heads on arses, like about the fans. But uh, yeah, it was like France 24 or something ran an article about how, like, yes, we are suffering from a horrific terrorist attack. But the Irish fans are coming and we laugh at them and there's at least some joy in our life. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't know, I don't feel like that's the right attitude, France. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Um, But the Scots definitely would laugh at them. Oh, the Scots 1000% would. I mean, because we're now in Edinburgh, um, but like, we're both, I'm pretty central. So when it was like nil nil after the Scottish game, like England, Scotland. They were they were genuinely like pretty. Oh yeah, but we I, I didn't like sleep. Oh yeah, that well pubs, at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, um, and <laughs> what I enjoyed though was this whole like the Rob, uh, Roberto Mancini uh, front cover of like the National, mm. like the, as a Scottish newspaper, which actually has like less. I I saw it had less circulation than like the Sunderland Echo. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah. the the front page went viral of like Roberto Mancini being like Braveheart. Do you mm, see that? Yes, so he got yeah, like yeah, that yeah. front cover. Uh, but then they were like uh, showed him like with the front cover the next day, and then I just saw like loads of Italian fans being like, "It's actually kind of sad." Like <laughs> Scottish fans <laughs> take so much pride <laughs> in like us being England. Like, yeah, it is. I think it is. Maybe pathetic. maybe why don't you be good at football? Um, I think it's, I, I, I can comment for the Scottish, but for the Irish, I do find it like genuinely it gets like pretty fucking pathetic. Just how people, it's like, 
Um, you know, their their engagement with, I don't know what you fucking call it, like Irish cultures. Don't speak the fucking language. Don't read the literature. Nothing, nothing about like the mythology, the history. But like, it just comes down to when England are playing a football match, they're like, well, fuck them. Yeah. And that's kind of the extent to their like nationalistic pride. And then also probably like a really like hasty, shitty understanding of the troubles. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Um, I find it pathetic. I find it pathetic. I'm calling out Ireland. I'm calling out like 80% of Ireland right now. Because <laughs> uh, when you actually look into the troubles, like, actually what happened was the Irish oppressed the English, if you think about it. If you think about it. It was, it was <laughs> we were, the, the land rightfully began to, it, it's the British Isles. It, the land yeah. was British and the Irish were on it, probably for, probably doing terrorism. Probably doing terrorism. What going else back are going to like, do? Yeah, going um, back to the the fucking eighth century. Yeah, like that. That's the thing when uh, Irish Al Qaeda came along, fucking Irish celebrating because like, yeah, we're not the terrorists <laughs> anymore. <laughs> There's a there was a fucking American TV show called uh, I think was it Deadliest Warrior or something oh, where they would that? they <laughs> would pitch the together. Like, get too random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, what would happen <laughs> if the Viet Cong fought the Romans? Exactly. <laughs> and it was, uh, <laughs> it was fucking the IRA versus Al Qaeda. <laughs> and the IRA, the IRA had a flamethrower, which I'm pretty sure they didn't actually use. They had a nail bomb, they had an armalite, and a petrol bomb, I think. And Al Qaeda, no, Al Qaeda had a fucking, like, uh, like roadside bomb, an AK 47. Some Al-Qaeda shish, I don't know. Um, and the IRA fucking took it home. They took it home. They lost the next round. It's like oh, a tournament. No. But they beat Al-Qaeda. And that's that's is, uh, the important thing. Important thing, important thing. Um, that's beating, me cheering. <laughs> beating, beating the big rivals. Uh, but yeah, maybe English fans camp. I like the team. Saka seems like a good lad. Yeah, Rashford's who, obviously who good. The, I actually, I did watch it. I did watch. Uh, yeah, football. The, the fucking penalties. Who's the dude who did like the stutter trick? Oh, Marcus Rashford. Rashford can go fuck himself. That's dumb. I did that when I was eight playing football. Wow. Don't do it in a tournament. It was, it was clever. He sent the keeper the wrong way. Put it into it, the corner. Right he into missed. the post. He missed. Right into the fucking post. Look, he's the one that. But he didn't trick the keeper. Like the keeper, like saw it. Cause he telegraphed it like pretty, and the te- like the keeper didn't jump, like wh- whilst he ran. The keeper, like, oh, I see what's happening here, and then just guessed aside, and it was like a fifty-fifty shot. Yeah, well, then he sent it the other way. That's the point. Yeah, you're good enough to do that, but um, I don't know. I've watched one football game, and I'm pretty sure he did it wrong. Well. I mean, the thing is, Marcus Rashford's quite a good penalty taker, but he's good at just, like, blasting it, top bins. Yeah. So I don't know why he did that. But also, he's, like, the guy feeding school kids, so he can do what he fucking wants. Yeah, I, um, I, guess. I guess. I guess. If you want to be all moralistic about it. Yeah, he can He can do what he likes. Um, and there was, like, the mural of him in Withington that, like, got vandalised, and then people just, like, plossed over oh. it and repainted it. And yeah. Stuff in where I used to live in Withington, so good on them. Um, but yeah, I I was in, yeah, I was in, but back in Bath for it, and I was just like for the final. And man, I just, I just wanted 
It would have been chaos. It was oh, yeah. chaos well, after in like parts of England when we won the semi-final. But like, just if England won, Bath would have... Bath, in, in the riots, Bath didn't riot. <laughs> but if England won the Euros, I reckon there would be a bit of social disobedience. A bit, a bit of casual rioting. Yeah, a bit of casual rioting. Yeah. Um, I'd have uh, I'd have looted Cafe Nero. Cafe Nero, I got all the fucking oh, I, the Cafe Nero, the the panini sandwiches. They're like, decent. Take this. They're decent. They could use a bit more like meat in them, but they're decent for what they are. Um, yeah, man, I, I watched a live stream of just uh, outside Wembley Stadium, and it was fucking chaos. Yeah, it was. It, just uh, chaos. Been. it was. It was. It was coke. They they were clearly like coked up. No, I think coked up on coked up on life. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think that, that might just be what like football fans are like. Yeah, loads of people got in who didn't have tickets. And yeah, stuff. I, I think I think like security was bad. as a whole thing. I saw. I sorry. There was a dude. There was a drug deal. A guy like openly dealing drugs on the live stream. It was just a guy with a phone, kind of on YouTube. But yeah. Um, anyway, man. As you do, as you do. But um, yeah, at some point, it's it's coming home. There's a World Cup next year. It's coming home. And I... God, I want to see the the Scottish tears. <laughs> um, man, that would have been great. I would have come back in my fucking England shirt with dopey lions on, and it would have been amazing. Uh, but I was I was pretty sad. I was pretty yeah. sad. Oh, I, I wouldn't say I was pretty sad. I mean, I'm kind of a neutral observer, but I was definitely... Probably would have preferred it in. There, there's an Italian takeaway. Just around the corner, there, yeah. like literally across the street, and um, the like at when the game was over, the uh, it was just like a group of Italian guys shouting, "It is a coming Rome! Yeah. It is coming Rome!" for like thirty minutes while I was trying to sleep. Uh, but whatever, they're yeah, allowed, well, they're, allowed I, their, they're allowed to have their own moments. Yeah, you know what? I I respect like um, the shit house, but I I find it. It's so brilliant that a song that was just like written by two comedians, where it's coming home was like because England were hosting Euro '96, um, but obviously it became like football's coming home as terms of like we'll win the tournament. I just find it so funny that it angers people so much. Does it's, it? Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Like, it, like that's there was yeah. I did see there was an there was an Irish Instagram account where a guy he uh, I think it was Instagram maybe TikTok. But he, uh, he just basically said, I think Italy are going to win. Uh, is my understanding. I haven't seen the original video. But then he posted, like, the hate uh, he got afterwards. And it was a British guy. And all, all of them said, like, it, it's coming home, like, reflexively. They'd be like, fuck the Irish. Fuck the Pope. It's coming home. Fuck you. Fuck you. It's coming home. It's coming home. <laughs> like, it was this weird, like, it's just in their heads. But, um, so I found that kind of weird. But also, I don't find the concept offensive. The idea of, or like, anger, it wouldn't anger me. And I'd find it hard to be angered by ish. Who's upset? You know what? Fuck the Pope. It's coming home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's also like the Irish. I don't know. The Irish aren't particularly keen on the Pope right now. Just so you know. If what? you ever want to, on account of all the, uh, I suppose recently the dead children in Ireland, the tomb, a mass grave. What's this? Yeah, if it was one of the, it's, you know, you see what's happening in Canada? No. Okay, well, in Canada, there was a bunch of... They found a bunch of mass graves on, like, Catholic 
uh, run like um, orphanages and slash schools, uh, but the exact same shit happened in Ireland, where there's like the two mass grave. Let me fucking look it up. How many people? How many? How many fucking childers died under the uh, Catholic Church's care? Uh, two. Well, I stand. I stand by. Fuck the Pope. It's coming home then. Yeah, I mean, listen. If I had to choose between a mass grave or England winning the football, mass grave any day. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it does. It, yeah, you see some of the anger on eight hundred babies in a septic tank. Fuck the me. church. Uh, the it's a ba- mother and baby home. So like a like you got pregnant out of wedlock or whatever. Uh, nineteen twenty five to nineteen sixty one. So call that like forty years. Eight hundred babies. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, it's a lot of babies. It's a lot of babies. It's a lot, you know, one sep. It's a big septic tank, but yeah, it's um and like that that happened. Like it wasn't like it was one school. There's other schools, but that was the recent one. Grim. Um. Anyway, man. Speaking of women being poorly treated, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did we watch? Uh, we watched uh, Gunpowder Milkshake. Um, Tell me about Gunpowder Milkshake. A film directed by uh, some Israeli guy whose name I can't pronounce and written, co-written by some other Israeli guy whose name I can't pronounce. But um, yeah, a female-led action film. Um, Tell me, tell me what happens. Um, Okay, so the um, main character, Sam... She's a badass. And her mother is also a badass. Her mother is, uh, was an assassin, is an assassin for a, 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 f- a company called The Firm run by men. Uh, and in Sam's youth, her mother runs off doing spy action badass shish. Sam... Uh, Grows up and follows in her mother's footsteps, becoming a badass by murdering people. However, um, she murders uh, the son of someone who runs not the firm, but a similar shadowy man organization. And she also kills some fucking guy. Basically, some fucking guy who has a daughter daughter that was kidnapped, and so she feels like bad about this, and so she tries to, like, uh, sort of save the kidnapped daughter whilst simultaneously running away from the shadowy men organizations because she's pissed off both of them now. Yeah, that's the blush. Um, and then they win. And then they win. They win. This isn't. Yeah, you're not. I mean, there's books in it. Books play a big part. Yeah, there's. Well, there's there's guns in books. Guns in books. Um. Yes, yeah, I mean, looks lots of neon. Lots of neon. Lots of uh. We've definitely, I do think uh, style over substance. Uh, not that it was terrible. I don't think it was terrible. I think um, it's just a continuation of these sort of. I mean, 
it's like how much schlock can you bear? Yeah. It's, seen, you know, people, it's sort of thing I see, could see a lot of people describing as schlocky and like turn off your brain and enjoy it. Um, I think in terms of action, I don't know, a lot of the early action scenes, I, th- I think that makes sense for the later action scenes. The early action scenes have like some sort of a, like a, like handicap or some hamstring or, you know, like some, like one of, like, um, one of them, she can't kill anyone. There's no guns. Another one, she doesn't have use for arms because she's been injected with, uh, uh, some arm paralyzing venom. It doesn't really make sense. Uh, another one, she has a child drive a car for her. It's it's um, yeah. There's all these sort of twists or like these gimmicks, I suppose. The word which I I kind of they it felt like, I which I'm kind of for, and it was kind of fun. Where it's like, let's do the like, come up rather than just a fucking action scene, but as a concept. Yeah, but I just feel like, I feel like they just all leaned a little bit on the silly side. I'm all right with that. Um, like I I I do think that although. It, is incredibly silly. Yeah. You can just fucking paralyze someone's arms. Yeah. And then they... And, like, fucking, like... They like, use... Like, w- as a child, I would do that. <laughs> like, yeah. my arms around with just my momentum. And, like, um, eight people in the playground. And then you can, uh... Yeah, just, like, sell a tape a knife and a gun to it. There's no way you can aim. Oh? Hello? Hello, We're David. Recording. No, you can come in. I don't care. What are you eating? Is that a tiramisu? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you can. This is gonna be really weird. Now we have like a a guest, a, a guest in tiramisu. David Hodges eating Ooh. tiramisu. The David Hodges. What David? What did you think of the forty minutes or so of gunpowder? Well, the recording's not gonna be able to pick him up. Well, I'm gonna a, move my microphone. Okay. Well, if yeah, you can, if your arm's pretty short. What? what did you think, David? Yeah, you're going to be needed closer. Quite the neon. There was a lot of neon. I mean, you that like barely came up on the thing. But yeah, well, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Yeah. Um, have we ever done this with a guest before? Of we did. We're not like just well, hanging around the background. Well, yeah, you know, you get you're d- it, an audience. This is like a live podcast now. Yeah, where, I suppose. Yeah. Where the audience <laughs> is eating tiramisu. Um, so now we're like all we can go to all those podcast festivals, get all those crowd in, we'll yeah, sell out. Oh man, set up a Patreon, yeah, Patreon uh, books. We'll get there eventually. Yeah, yeah. Sponsor us on Patreon that we don't have because who's fucking gonna pay this? Um, <laughs> who's paying for this shit? This is weird now because like David, someone who actually I think you know has integrity. And, um, you know, funny guy. Uh, and he's going to just watch us do this. Because I assume you've not lit. You have better things to do with your time than listen to our shit. The amount of people I've who've talked to me about, like, understanding, like, oh, you have a podcast and just have never listened to just it. Just never listened. Uh, not even donating an hour of their time. Oh, someone, um, to be fair, someone messaged me on instagram the other day been like oh, i really enjoy 
your podcast. Oh wow! Like, uh, yeah. Is it genuinely actually? Genuinely, yeah. Oh, been like, that's keeping me going for another thirty episodes. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, ah, uh, maybe we'll maybe do something else. Cause the thing, she's like, no, I, I enjoy your sort of random interactions. I was like, oh, cool. That's actually genuinely uh, helpful. Yeah. Genuinely. Um. So there you go. There we go. We have at least one person who likes this from Curacao. Oh yeah, yeah. She's definitely from Curacao. But yeah, um, anyway, get back to the film. Oh yeah, um, well, yeah, the the silly action scenes. Well, I think, yeah, it's silly, but at least they were trying to do something that was a bit mad. Yeah, with I stuff. I, I feel like I, yeah, I can't. I always like the. You ever watch like a Jackie Chan film and he like uses like a mop or a ladder, like a step ladder or like a fucking briefcase to fight people, and that's like his. He has to hold the briefcase. It reminded me of that, but just kind of done worse. Yeah, uh, well, a film I watched maybe a few months ago now, um, which was reviewed terribly at the time, but I really enjoyed, was Around the World in 80 Days with Steve Coogan and Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. (laughs) I remember loving it as a kid, but I think, but it's before all like Hollywood remakes. So all the reviews are like this fucking shit like remake. Why do they need to, re-? when the original was like in the 1950s. Yeah. And it's completely like different tone. And it's like completely different film. Like, like yeah, it'd be pretty easy to get around the world in 80 days. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it is pretty fun with Jackie Chan. Yeah, like, he's good. Like, I mean, I don't know. He, I, I do think he's like, um, I do think he is like a piece of shit human being. Oh, probably. Like I remember his, um, his son was caught with, uh, I believe, fucking the fucking devil's lettuce, uh, jazz cabbage, uh, in China, which is like a big fucking deal. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, no, give him the worst penalty." Imagine. Like he came out publicly saying, "I hate my son now because <laughs> of this," Jesus. and I be- and I believe like the death penalty is one of the possible options. And he came out being like, "Yeah, no, fucking." Throw the book at him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Probably said in Chinese, but yeah. to that effect. Uh, but yeah, like the the comedy action in that. Really good. Yeah, really yeah good. it was funny. Um, but yeah. Um, I, yeah, I almost preferred the later action scenes that were just more straightforward. Because they were well choreographed and they didn't do that annoying thing of cutting on each hitch. Yeah, they, um, they, they definitely like... I don't know. I th- that's the thing. Is like, I think this film it's reasonably well directed which is like i think he's a first time director in terms of, well it's well photographed yeah I there's i mean there's definitely like a style to it or whatever i yeah. think i mean there's yeah. the, 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 i mean there are yeah there's but you know it, it a lot of it looks like some of it there's definite like green screen that um, and yeah, i assumed it was shot in the pandemic cuz like it's very on location kind of thing mm. um there are definitely some sort of there's a diner and sort of serves a central location kind of just looks a little shit from the outside inside it's a well you know it's a nice set or whatever yeah from the outside it's it's clearly yeah it's green screen it's clearly in a studio it look great. Like green screen yeah um, but yeah i mean i know i think we're dancing around the central theme of the film which is how fucking badass are women they are pretty badass. They are pretty badass. But I think this film does a disservice in showing that. Yeah, well, I 
to my um, stupidity. Only realized when they said uh, the firm is the patriot. Basically, spell it out for me. I was like, oh. <laughs> The bad guys are the patriarchy. Yeah. Which you were clever enough to realize from like no, the get-go. I mean, well, they, they describe the firm as an organization run by men. And I was like, oh, is, I get it. This is, yeah. yeah. Making a woman do their dirty work. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, Taking I copy care of their laundry quick. for them. Um, I read books. So I'm a pretty smart person when it comes yeah. to these things. But um, yeah, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like, for me, the theme failed with the fact that all of the women in the in this film are kind of like, they're kind of just like cookie cutter, like, oh, fuck, just so fucking badass. Like, everything, every sort of uh, piece of dialogue, every sort of interaction is sort of framed this idea of this sort of, our guest is leaving. We've had, we've <laughs> had a walkout. We've had a walkout. <laughs> Clearly, a it is. <laughs> yeah, no, no it is. I don't. Really I don't fucking edit. <laughs> Who do you think it, I am? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's going to be no, a dead patch in there yeah. as we listen. To you. You're not going to be picked up, but it's going to be me not editing that out <laughs> because I can't be asked anymore. Editing First few podcasts, I was like, losers. oh, we got to edit out all those little blank spaces. Now I'm just like, fuck it. Who's listening? Yeah. Who gives a shit? Um, so you know, maybe there's like a really faint background thing of uh, enjoy. Oh, Hodges your tiramisu. I hope you enjoyed your tiramisu. It was good. The tiramisu was good, listeners. Yeah, yeah. good, um, good for David Hodges. But yeah, so I thought it was shallow because that was the most grating part of it for me. Was the dialogue? Was yeah, this the dialogue horrendous. This constant, constant. Everyone's a fucking badass. Everyone's just so fucking cool. Everyone's so nonchalant about killing people. And um, it left, and particularly the female characters, and it left them just feeling fucking shallow to me. Compare, like, uh, as I was saying, like, the, the main comparison I was thinking of is when you think of a sort of feminist action film from recent years, it's um, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Great fucking film. I, I, you know, the theme of that is sort of, um, like... The theme there is like men and women working together. They're sort of this, you know, it is sort of, to be smart about it, coded as male dictatorship um, that they, uh, that they, you know, they fucking overrun. They, they fucking, they, they work back. They, they decide the, sh there's kind of a, um, a utopia that they're thinking, you know, the turning point of that film is that there's a utopia that doesn't exist and it is the real world that they can go back and they can work on, they can change. And that's, you know, it's a... I don't think it's, like, the greatest film of all time, but it's a really, really strong action film, great film. Um, and, and it is, like, it, it, you know, it is. there's definitely, like, it's men, women working together is the theme. In this, it's kind of just aren't women fucking badass when they shoot their guns and they go they say witty things afterwards and also um all of the books are female writers i don't know if you noticed that but all of them they're em emily bronte it's uh it's agatha christie all the books where the weapons are hidden they're all female writers and they're pretty oh incredible. i i didn't notice oh that. i did even uh 
um, how to make friends. No, that one wasn't. In all fairness, but most of them were. The, the vast but that majority only had, were. Did that? Did that have like that, only golden? That, no, I don't know if it had anything in it. It might have just been money. They in. just stacked things because up. men only love money. Yes. Um, so from yeah, for, for me it was kind of, sh- and also like, I don't know, like there is this kind of um, brand of feminism that's kind of like, and and no, also men are hurt by like the patriarchy and so like I don't know it's just like intelligent to me it comes across as more intelligent and like nuanced and um uh it comes across as nuanced a few that I respect that doesn't that sort of idea of like and also men are hurt doesn't come across in a film where a hundred men are just like like the disposability yeah. of men is sort of like it. It is like a feminist critique of like, oh no, like this disposability isn't a good thing. And in this film, it's uh, it's very very like it's the se- like it's they they lean on it extremely heavily. So so for me, sorry, I don't know if that's what I'm saying is clear. Just it's like a very shallow feminist interpretation compared to something like. Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Um, th- so that so it, it didn't really come across as it didn't really come across as genuine or well thought out. It just came across as like, aren't women fucking they're fucking badass? Yeah. And I don't know, man. I, I just like um, I like I like more meat in my themes than that. Yeah. Well. That, that so, so, I, so so that's what to interrupt you. Sorry. That's what stopped it being more than just like an average film to me. Like it was fine. It was schlocky action. Um, the writing was a bit cringeworthy. It probably went on for a bit too long. Like ten, twenty minutes, or yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, well, that's the going back to like Mad Max Fury Road. There's like a systematic thing of like why women are, you know, they, yes. they're essentially used for milk and create babies and like the whole society's fucked. With this, it's just like men are in charge. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no real reason why they're like in this or why they're like, mm. it, it's kind of like the, you know, there is an element of, well, there's, it, there's yeah. an, there's, they're it's, not forced into it. Is that like choice? And I guess yeah. like maybe, you know. Maybe it's like, it's not to, to, to be, yeah, to be fucking snarky about it. Uh, maybe Mad Max is like a feminist film and this is like a girl boss feminism film. Maybe. That's what it got to me. It's just this, um, yeah, I, I think it's sort of, um, because the other the other film like that that came out recently it was the Charlie's Angels mm. film, which I I, I had see. fun with, um, but it's not good. Uh, created by Elizabeth, and the whole thing was like women are great, men are trash, and it's kind of because I I re- Elizabeth Banks. I mean, she made I think she directed Pitch Perfect as okay, well, yeah. which is a great film, and then but um, and then been in loads of great stuff, but. It was just. I mean, I enjoyed. I enjoyed Charlie's Angels, but there's definitely an element of like women, girl boss, yeah. Yeah. When um, yeah, it's you know, I I just fucking love a little bit of nuance. Yeah. Um, Man, we were we're new. You were nuance bros. I mean, we're fucking nuance bros. Nuance bros. Yeah. Uh, but or maybe we just hate women. Maybe I don't we just know. Hate women. I don't know. I Both options. Not. Both options. I don't Both. know. I don't think so. Look inside myself, and I don't think uh, so. Yeah, and then. 
I I didn't I I kind of just don't like generic action scenes. I, it was kind of I kind of I'm a sucker for playing pop music over action. Yeah. Uh, rather than like you know a, a cinema score, just give me fucking pop tunes or like seventies rock songs over action. I'm all for it, and it, th- this film did that quite well. I said that it's just. Yeah, I I I wonder if they had like if they'd got some fucking you know I don't know if maybe English is their first language but it does feel like it was like not written in English. Yeah, because it does. some of the dialogues are so like not good. <laughs> yeah, the dialogue is it's again it's this stilted bad it it's. Um, yeah, it it, it 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 sounds like after it, like every single piece of dialogue has been um, spoken by someone who's had ten minutes to think of the reply, but the person is also like I don't know has wet brain or something, isn't very intelligent and is trying to think of the smartest thing. That they are the most smart, like badass thing that they can, and so they're trying really hard to think of something badass and cool, and they just miss the mark consistently. Is how uh, that's how I felt. Yeah, like it's just yeah, it's it's um, and and because I think well, I mean that's the thing of like the the direction is more than just fucking. I always say direction when it is just like cinematography. Because I'm an idiot. But, um, yeah, there probably is, like, the direction of, like, getting stuff out of the actors. Because, like, the cast for this is, like, fucking great. Um, so, like, I I think, you know, Karen, Karen Gillan's good and stuff. Like, but Lena Headey's great. And I think it's got, like, um, oh, what's her name? Michelle Yo. Is that her name? I got the thing up. What is it? Is she? Yeah, Michelle Yeoh. I don't quite know how to pronounce it, but she's really good mm. um, in like everything. Uh, and it, it feels like there could have been more like excreted from the cast and basically everyone's saying everyone's performance is flat. It's like if everyone's performance is flat, that's probably a, like a directorial issue. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, they it does all... I, uh, I don't know who the kid is, but I think I was like... Because I... Um, yeah, and like we actually watched this together. Interesting for us. But when she came on, I was like, "Why do these fucking films keep putting like kids in their film when most of them can't?" Act? She, she She's was fine. I think. Fine. The, I mean, that's I think what you being, can ask I for for a child being, actor, though, is being fine. Yeah, and I also, but I do feel, even though her acting was fine, I do think that her characterization was terrible, particularly like, um, you know. To recap the plot, her father is the one that Sam, the main character, killed and was told to kill by the firm. Um, this is the kidnapped child, Emily. And um the the kidnapped child, she just like forgives her, like with a very wishy-washy, like, no, you were told to. You just pulled the trigger. And the child is eight. Yeah, she actually sees the nuance in the situation. Yeah, exactly. She's she's a nuance, bro. Like a us. woman of my own heart. But, yeah. Um, I don't think an eight-year-old would think like that. I don't think I would think like that. If 
someone told you to murder my parents, I wouldn't be like, ah, Ben, fucking. Someone told him. Someone told him. I might. I might. To be fair, um, I don't know. I mean, it's such an impossible situation to be, to be in. Um, yeah, I, but like that's the whole thing with like the library. Just like it's run. There's like a. I don't know. It's like a safe house. The gun gun depot depot. Yeah, is a, is, is a library where every it's open to the public apparently, and every second book contains just has a gun in a gun. Every book is comically oversized, and yeah, because it it's got a gun in. But presumably, they, did they custom print those where it's like got all the the words in, so you can read that book. Oh man! If you just go to the library, been like, I like to withdraw this, and it's just like holes in the, but so it's just reprinted. Where it's not, they haven't cut the hole in it; they've reprinted it, and then they, where like, it still makes sense. They haven't gotten rid of any words. No, they haven't got rid of any words. They've reprinted it so the pages are like different shapes to, yeah, so they can no, fit a gun in. That's so why they're all so big. Yeah, so you have something to entertain yourself yeah. while you while you fucking kill people, gunning people down. I mean, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And also, like, I mean, that that's kind of the thing, is, like, that and the diner, it is, like, that style of substance thing. Because, like, the library, in principle, works quite well for an action scene because you have loads of these, like, corridors of mm. things and, like, lanes you shoot down. So it's, like, those kind of, like, buildings have been, like, a staple of action scenes, which makes sense. But then you're just, like, well, if this is a safe house, it's not particularly safe. Yeah, the... the this they put is, the little girl in a fucking caravan yeah, where there's a pirate ship for some reason. It is reason. the sort of thing where there is like an element of, oh, you have to suspend your disbelief or whatever. But there's enough moments in this where kind of, like kind of literally nothing works the way it would actually work. Yeah. Like it gets to the point where it's, um, it, it, it like, it's, it's almost distracting how many sort of artistic um I, like, I don't want to nitpick and be like... That's the no, whole point actually. of this bloody podcast. <laughs> no, but... I don't know. If someone actually tries to get their opinion about this film from us, like, um, it, there is a lot of sort of criticism that is just, like, on the internet, that is just extraordinarily fucking nitpicky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you like, have fucking... To... Um, what was it? Fucking... Uh, uh, the... the the, the, like the cinema sins, and it's just like the oh, dumbest, yeah, yeah, yeah. the dumbest people in the world saying, "Oh, fucking some bullshit." Like, actually, that would be heavier than that, or whatever. Um, but this film, you did in, say that when I she hit say, someone with a gold say, bar. I did say that when she hit someone <laughs> with a gold bar because the point I was trying to make is that so fucking fuck you, <laughs> so fucking consistently, this film has moments like that where it's like that wouldn't work like 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 uh you know oh that wouldn't work like that that wouldn't work like that that yeah um, it happened like where that's the thing is like you have to suspend your disbelief and get immersed by that but that kind of takes you out of it which like that's the thing is it when you um yeah this film portrays itself as realistic but if you're like you know, a film like Scott Pilgrim, where it's just not really, it, yes. it like doesn't matter. Mm. And like you make it really clear from yeah. the start. But the thing is, if you're trying to do a gritty action film, the kind of, what makes it gritty is it seems realistic. Yeah, so yeah, and, like, this, this, so film it, is, this film is stylized purely 
in the sort of um in sort of yeah cinematography settings all that stuff isn't this over it's stylized in the same way that um fucking um all that superhero thing we watched the two seasons of it with um oh umbrella academy umbrella, umbrella academy is it's stylized in that way um a little bit more so it's not stylized exactly in the way like scott pilgrim is where there's you know fucking like like shit being drawn on the screen and stuff like that yeah it's, and it's like very very clearly uh fake and so it's just it just has that one foot in reality to the point where um yeah like like someone fucking like someone having arm disabling paralyzing serum see that's kind of like that's that, a bit fucking yeah dumb. like that's the thing is like if you do that overtly enough it's yes, fine because you're like exactly. this is silly who cares but it just uh, by trying to make us get like super emotionally invested in these stories but then being like Whoa, uh, rather than it just being yeah it, it just kind of doesn't know what it wants to be because mm. um, like I mean that's one of those ones I can let go because it's like I don't know how fucking anything. maybe Arms there is something work. <laughs> maybe there is something that can do that um but just like all those, like, yeah. Small uh, things. Like, the, like, just off the fucking top of my head, there's a, she gets a bunch of, like, metal plates from the dentist's office. Oh, yeah. They're bulletproof. She has a bulletproof car, except, like, none of the bullets make any more. Yeah, it just, sound. like, reflects. So she can just see. Um, she, that scene is fucking hilarious where they just drive her car into another car, <laughs> which goes into another car, and then. All of the people in the cars die in independent ways. Yeah. One of them hits their head off a pipe and doing so shoots another guy. One guy fucking gets crushed by oh, another the ima- thing. The amount of friendly fire in this. The film. amount of friendly yeah. fire. Like it I think more people are killed by friendly fire than <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Heroines. But yeah. Um Yeah, I find it hard to would find it hard to, I don't know. I would find it very hard to recommend the film, but would find it very hard to also... I mean, these are, these are the sort of films that frustrate me where I'm like, they're not like just a complete train wreck of like mm. badness, where it's like fun to watch or like this was completely unsalvageable. But there's like enough like good things in there that, like, that that's the thing. It's like, yeah, the, the car scene and the fucking thingy uh, the arm scene they're like mm-hmm. silly but fun and then i did like the way it looked you know fuck me i quite like looking at karen gillen um in a feminist film in a feminist in a i know feminist i know film. um and yeah just like the like yeah the stylization and the costumes and the stuff i all i all kind of liked it but just like that's the thing is I I kind of if you just punched it up with a bit of dialogue I think I might have like really liked yeah. this if there was just like I think yeah I I think if it got one rewrite by like a like a producer writer would come in and like okay this is a a film that like you know works in other mark but in English like the dialogue I think is so important yeah. 
kind of thing. Someone like, I don't know, fucking Edgar Reich, like very good with like Baby Driver. His well, that, that's the, the thing. That's is like, punch up. I was thinking, I was thinking of like Baby Driver. Well, I mean, Edgar, Edgar Wright. I mean, fucking Somerset Boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Baby Driver was kind of thinking where, because um, this film, I, I was going to compare to Baby Driver and the fact that it kind of w- came about clearly from like a set piece and then it worked backwards. Um, because it feels like they had these ideas for like, like the the car scene, the armed fight, a few other just like a diner, like the whole thing, and the whole thing like spiraled out of that. As like that's the same with Baby Driver, where it was like he made a music. I can't remember the name of the band. I, I've I've watched the music video. Don't like the song, but he directed the music video. It's like got like Noel Fielding, oh, Nick okay. Frost, and they do. It's like with a getaway. I think Noel Fielding's the getaway driver and he just sing, like, sings the song. There's no driving in it. He's just like singing the song whilst he's waiting for the people to come back from the bank. Um, and so it was like the whole thing of being like, I enjoyed that. I'm going to make it into a whole film. Yeah. And it kind of like works for this whole thing. But it, it really works as this like own thing. I watched it like the other day actually. It's good. Um, I still think the endings it should just end with him walking to the police. It yeah. like ends with him being like, he gets oh, he's actually a good guy really i'm like yeah i've watched the film i know I, I i saw him like do those things um so that was a bit weird which you wouldn't expect from edgar wright uh this does have one connection this does have to edgar wright which i found weird is uh it has tires from spaced in as the oh, doctor yeah, yes um which is just fucking weird uh doing i mean um yeah, I mean, that's the whole point I wanted to make at some point, do it now, where he's kind of trying to do an American accent, but just goes Irish. Yeah, it, he's from it, Belfast. It, yeah, it doesn't come across. Uh, uh, great. It, it comes across, like, I don't know if it comes across as American, but it comes across as definitely trying to suppress it and failing. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to do something with it. I don't know. But um, I think that's kind of the thing. It's like, because you told me this was shot in berlin so obviously made by studio canal like french production but it's set in america but basically not everyone there's like a, a couple of americans in it but the whole cast pretty much from the uk but they're all doing american accents or like um the guy who was fucking uh finchy in the office uh do, doing a german accent and like that's the thing. There's the Finchie's the I'm gonna call him Finchie, but he's the, <laughs> he's the guy um, whose like son gets killed, and I found it really. I think it's really frustrating, and I don't know why films do this, but Karen Gillan's doing an American accent, and he's doing like a German accent, and they have like Karen Gillan's Scottish voice and um, whatever his name is, like it's like Yorkshire, fucking such a deep brooding like. Yes. Really brilliant Rumbly voice. voice. Rumbly voice. And you make them change it when they're like, they're two of the, those people's best features. And this, you watch so many films where it's like, I, I, I always forget the name. It's so fucking some film about time travel. We got a, Ava, a, Asa? Whatever, Asa Butterfield and uh, fucking girl from Game of Thrones. Forgotten a name, um, Ginger Girl from Game of Thrones, whose name I've forgotten. Uh, but they're 
both doing American accents in this film. It's just like, what's the point? Just let them do their voice. And like, and I, I'm not Northern, but I think it is a crying shame how we don't see a lot of Northern accents in yeah. Hollywood as well. Um, is it Time Freak, the film? Time Freak, that's what it's called. But directed by Andrew Bowler. Um, yeah, it is. Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner, that's her name. Um, yeah, they're both doing these, like, not great American accents. It's just like, fucking... If I ever make films, I'm... I Unless, like, sometimes there's reasons why you can't necessarily get people to do fucking, you know you're bound by location and stuff but this film wasn't this film could have easily been set in london there was no reason it's yeah. all studios there's no reason to set it in some like we see one shot of like the skyline which looks american yeah really from like the firm's office and that's like it like, there's no reason why no, this like, couldn't yeah, be london thousand percent do that in london yeah that same like and fucking rent a room in the gherkin and you get the exact same yeah. There's no reason it's quite, there's no reason why Karen Gillan can't have her Scottish accent mm. or um or anything it's like that. The erasure of the British identity. Yeah, there's no reason why fucking Finchie has to be German. Just let them fucking do their voices. Yeah. Because they are good. Um yeah, I don't I don't know why films do this where they're like yeah, because this like subtly changing your accent is one thing, but where you like, you know, you think like Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump, he like hammed it up to yes. like sound like the, but it's still like his voice. Yeah. But when you just like completely being like, well, oh, uh, you're yeah. Scottish, do this American accent. I think it makes sense if the context makes sense. Yeah, then it makes sense. Like, like fucking like first example I thought of Tom Holland, the fucking Spider Man. Spider Man's an American character in. Um, Brooklyn or whatever, yeah, and, and so he's you know he's playing an American character. Like it makes sense to have him, yeah, an American accent, and he does it very well. But um, and, and with that, there's also like uh, like he's not just doing the acting. One of the reasons why he's cast is like he's a, essentially a gymnast, gymnast ballet yeah, dancer yeah, yeah. kind of. Like, you ever see his dad stand up? His dad, dad does. His dad's a stand up. Um. Who's his dad? His dad is a, a... He's put on fringe shows, but not anything really above that. Um, yeah, I've seen a stand-up... Like... Uh, yeah, you know. I'm now, it, it, I'm now very curious who his dad is. Dominic uh, Dominic Holland. Holland. Hmm. He's one best newcomer in Edinburgh. Okay. Oh, okay, I've seen like a, f- I've seen like a, a ten of his or five or a ten on um, YouTube because literally seeing oh Tom Holland stand does stand up, and um, I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed. Apparently yeah, the Sunday Times says he's the UK's master of observational comedy. Maybe I need to go back and uh, maybe re-watch. all the all the pics of him are just with his son. Exactly. Um, I saw. I he supports like Eddie Izzard in 1993. Yeah, I feel like I recognise the face and stuff. And maybe that's just because he looks like Tom Holland. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting. But yeah, and like, but there sometimes where there's just like so, like with this, Karen Gillan, they all had stunt doubles and things. Yes. So they're not doing like, I mean, they would have done a bit of the physicality and, and stuff, but it's like. 
you're not getting them based on their like physicality. Like, uh, just say, I think um, I mentioned The Rock while watching this because one of the girls in it was she was The Rock's wife in uh, disaster film San Andreas, which is oh boy, is it bad. Um, but with like the thing is with like The Rock is like he's such a I think pretty much all the films he does are bad, but you can't really like replace The Rock. He's just, he's just, oh, who's like, he, he's Arnold Schwarzenegger for the modern yeah, generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like this unfathomably huge, definitely roiding. Incredible that people don't nah, know that. I disagree. Definitely disagree. roiding um, guy who's, uh, just, oh, we need someone unfathomably fucking jacked for this role. On people. most of his roles, you don't need anyone that, that's why it doesn't make sense. Most but no, of you need someone jacked. The people it, like the roles Dave Batista takes, apart from Army of the Dead, um, but like Guardians of the Galaxy or like some where he's just like fucking Jarek Hedge. Like it makes sense to use someone huge, but like all the rocks for he's just doing fucking garbage. Yeah, there's no reason for him to be that big, but um, they cast him. But yeah, um, I get it. And also, I guess that's something we talked about with like watching it is like because this is trying to be like girl boss maybe they don't need someone big maybe they just need someone really small testicles maybe like we need someone who's done so much steroids their testicles have gone away maybe and like fuck that's the man for this role yeah just one i envisioned this i envisioned this my actor this role this character having minuscule testicles Noble. maybe it's just one producer had like an actor once who got like testicular torsion <laughs> and they had to stop filming for like two months fuck this is I want we someone spent, with the smallest pools you can get. We spent thirty million dollars on this film. Fifteen million went towards testicular torsion <laughs> surgery. Um, yeah, but that, like, that's the uh, yeah with the fighting, like the physicality, where it's like obviously a lot of it. I don't think there's any win on women fighting, is there? No, no. So it's all. I don't think there's any men on men fighting. I think it's all women fighting men. Yes, I think that is correct. Um, maybe there, maybe there is one. Well, isn't. other than the friendly fire. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, other than the friendly fire. Um, but like, yeah, the, the very briefly when the guys who kidnap the daughter they fight each other, but very, very, very. Briefly. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't like so. That's the thing is like there is you know Karen Gillan's quite tall, but she's not big. She's mm. like thin and, and lanky and there's like you know at one point she's getting fighting a guy who's massive with a sledgehammer but the way it's like choreographed and they're fighting you wouldn't know like that difference yeah. just like there's no difference in physicality between like obviously very athletic women but also like pretty athletic men they're like throwing punches with the same weight and yeah yeah i do think it's so much more interesting to like it's sort of like it, like it's another like suspend your disbelief thing, whatever. And if this was sort of the only suspension of disbelief sin the film was guilty of, I wouldn't give a fuck at all. Well, there's so many like women generally broadly broadly weaker than men. These are like super you fucking sexist I pieces. Of I'm shit. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I've been reading a lot of Jordan Peterson lately, and uh, <laughs> the truth is coming out. No, and so, okay, this is a super secret agent woman, but they're also, she's fighting super secret agent men. Yeah. And for me, I think it's more interesting to sort of acknowledge that gap 
and um, like say, oh no, but she's outwitted them. Oh, she's used her resourcefulness to do this and sort of making up for that gap in different ways, I think is far more interesting. It makes for a far more interesting film. There's more depth to the fight scenes then, in my personal yeah. opinion. So a film that does that really well is Atomic Blonde, mm. uh, which is also filmed in Germany. But I th- Wow, well, I assume it's filmed in Germany. It's set in Berlin. Um, like, Cold War Berlin. And yeah, she's like, there's massive guys like running at her, but she's not punching them. She's like using their weight yeah, yeah. against them. It's how you'd imagine. Like she's obviously like super athletic, super trained. Um, Charlie Theron, great and everything. But, um, and James McAvoy is in that as well. It's a really good film. Um, I don't think it was reviewed that well, but I, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, and again, I think lots of neon as well. But it's fucking. Cool, it's stylized. Well, it's fucking uh, Berlin in the eighties, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a, a lot of it is just like James McAvoy off his tits, but like I fucking love Berlin. <laughs> um, so it's yeah, it it works pretty well. Um, but yeah, just like out like using that and in the fight, using like their weight against them and things. Um, and yeah, like you know, a woman can be like the good shot. But if you're doing like hand to hand thing. Why is, like, the fucking The Rock's wife from San Andreas, why is she fighting a guy with an axe? Yeah. Like. And it does, and also it, it, I mean. Well, the guy's got brass knuckles in his pocket. Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Just pulling out two brass knuckles, like, yeah, I keep these in my pocket. With my wallet. uh, My phone. But, yeah. and You wouldn't want to put them in the same pocket as your phone, though. Scratch the screen no, up. No, exactly. Yeah. And you'd also feel really embarrassed if you put both of them in the same pocket once. It's like, oh, they need to yeah, 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 you need to look like a, a nerd with your brass knuckles. Um, yeah, and, and it also it means that the, like, it means that the fight scenes at some, to- at some point, like, look silly. Like, the sort of, if you swing... I know how much a sledgehammer weighs. If you swing a sledgehammer at someone and they just hold a bar in front of them and that completely stops the sledgehammer, like dead in its tracks, which happens in this film, that's not how physics works. And like maybe this is getting too nitpicky, but again, where there's so many of these things, um, it's like, and it means it looks less realistic I, you know I don't think it's like unfathomably beyond a choreographer to like oh put up that metal bar and then you know use it to deflect it and to sort of give way to the weight of the sledgehammer and you know and then like you know it looks more realistic and maybe it looks less girl bossy badass but I don't know um, where they just like hold something and just immediately deflect this blow yeah. but um yeah I, I think for me the big things holding back the film are as you said the dialogue but then also if you're going to have this kind of like I, like again i don't mean this in a bad way but like ideological bent to the film you know i don't mean like you know a, a film having an ideology that yeah i mean nothing that, like, inherently bad about a, that. a film nothing saying a message is Exa- like a good exactly thing, but there's nothing fucking wrong with that but just don't make it so shallow 
don't make it so or don't make it so shallow presented in such a shallow way yeah that to me those two things really really help back yeah you're not asking the audience like any questions really you're just like well unless we or maybe maybe a lot of people haven't realized that um we live in a patriarchy exactly um Um, a, a patriarchy that is so like like so just shallowly like yeah it's a business and the men run everything and the girl boss women they kill people and clean things up for them yeah um but they also have men killing for them the i i would like to see um the organizational structures for the firm and whatever the german one was i want to see how they are the firm how do they make their money yeah they do like that sort of thing it's like it's like it, yeah. It, it's very much just a, a company with a name, and oh, they do shadowy business shit. But it's not clear. Yeah, I mean, maybe it doesn't have to answer it. Maybe, maybe that's all men do is shadowy business shit. Maybe we're all pieces of shit. Maybe. I mean, we are. Are we? Maybe you are. Yeah, I am. Yeah, man. Um, I'm yeah. living my best life, making sick lentil curry. Oh, you are in mul- multiple bags, multiple bags, um, which I, I, I got here and he was making lentil curry and just putting it in, in different plastic bags. And I just found it funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, we're going to freeze these. And I, have, and I just like, that's, I, it, it looked funny. It looked funny. <laughs> just putting lentils in different plastic bags. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I, oh, I'm, I'm I sorry. Mean, I, yeah, obviously. I'm trying to eat less meat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that's not if you're not with that. That's pretty lame. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, I did have. I was freezing the bags of lentils. Yeah, <laughs> I I I had a, a vegan onion bhaji wrap yesterday, so I'm doing my bit. Yeah, uh, onion bhaji I think are almost always vegan. It's my understanding. There we go. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so. Um, I definitely had. Oh man, I fucking murder a bhaji right now. I definitely had some meat today, though. Um, um, for lunch, I did have meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I fucking Chinese bad. buns. Nice. We watched Seaspiracy and didn't learn. We learned jack shit. We learned jack shit. I haven't had fish in a while. I haven't had fish in a while, but the reason for that is I don't like fish. I the reason I haven't had fish in a while is I don't like cooking fish. I like eating fish though. I yeah. just haven't eaten out in a while. Ah, oh, now all I did when I was back back in Bath was eat, eat fish. Uh, not eat fish, eat food. I didn't eat any fish. Could eat out because just my parents being like, my my dad's only just moved there. And it's like, well, we don't have any plates, so uh, we're going to eat out. It's <laughs> um, just doing that. Yeah, paper plates. <laughs> but anyway, fucking I wouldn't complain. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. Yeah, it no, just I, meant I ate too much I and de- I, ate meat. I desperately... Oh, my parents. I oh, either had one so go- many burgers. So yeah. many burgers. Burgers? You had burgers? Burgers, uh, yeah. Yeah, fuck me. I'd, I'd love a nice burger. I haven't had a, a burger in ages. Uh, I, I'm, I'm tempted. I've been. I've got a little bonus. I'm tempted to spend, not a massive one, but a little. I'm tempted to go to. Uh, um, there's a really, really nice Hollywood 9A. Fucking incredible burger. Oh, yeah. Incredible. I went incredible. I, I think they make really nice burgers, at least. Um, like pub grub burgers. I don't know if I've eaten there. I've definitely been on a date there. They, yeah. I must have eaten there. Yeah. The, I think I, I might have eaten there with my mum. That wasn't the date. No. I think that was just That'd be really a, weird. 
a separate thing where I would have gone there and probably yeah, yeah had a burger. Now I went went on a date there and uh, explained um, the concept of expected goals in in football to someone. Oh yeah, that's, that's harsh. She really liked it. Yeah, so that's, there you that's go, hard, man. That's harsh. Um, I mean, because I, I I do a Twitter where I post about fantasy football and rugby stuff. So maybe I'll post it post a podcast on here, and if anyone's listening from that, I post about expected goals. Expected goals once got me laid. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> like. So all I'm saying, maybe, you know, yeah. it can work for you too. Believe yeah. in believe in XG. Well, it was like explain the concept of expected oh. goals and say, and I expect something after yeah, yeah, this yeah, meeting, yeah. just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I gave you, you know, if you give a girl knowledge, you have to expect something in return, obviously. Yeah, as we learned from um, this film, this feminist film. No, expect, it's... I don't know why people don't understand it. Uh, mainly many because they're morons. But the idea of expected goals is like every shot in football has like a certain probability of going in. So essentially, it's just is it just that. the goals on target multiplied by that? No, no. So um, so say like a penalty has an expected goals of zero point seven six because okay. there's like a seventy six percent chance of scoring it. So, obviously, the way you sort of get the expected goals at the end of the game is you accumulate those of, like, shots. Where it gets complicated, it's not all... Like, one-game samples are kind of bad because, you know, you might not quite get on, like, the end of a shot oh, yeah. that would have been high XG and things like that. So but, you do, oh, but if you have a... If you have a big enough sample size, oh, it's, it's dumb, pretty predictive. We've, this is boring and dumb. <laughs> it is boring and dumb. <laughs> but the, um, the, 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 I guess the main reason it's controversial is like people aren't as good at finishers as people think. Like the best finishers only finish like maybe thirty, like Lionel Messi, twenty five, thirty percent above yeah. his like expected goals. And then if you're like uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, actually just an average finisher and a rapist. Um, people get get annoyed. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could care enough about football, despite my fervent support of the England yeah. team. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I like sport analytics and want to do stuff with it because yeah. I'm a massive nerd. Go watch my rugby... Who's listening to this? But you are. Go watch my rugby YouTube videos on uh, the Jackal Sports. Give it a watch. It'd be great. It'd be great. Cool. Cool. I have nothing more to say about this film. No, should we... Should we get a milkshake? <sighs> Maybe. Maybe. Oh, I had I had gunpowder fries at one of the places I'm at. This so is it. Gunpowder is an actual flavour of things now. Yeah. It's not actual gunpowder. I think it's gunpowder tea, they call mm. it. But it's uh, I think it's just fucking chilli. It just oh, tastes okay. like period. Well, I've seen Maybe there gun- is like gunpowder. I've, I've seen that a gin is called gunpowder gin. Yeah. There also wasn't a lot of references to gunpowder in this film. But... Uh. If we get some gunpowder fries and a milkshake, oh boy, we're living the dream. Yeah, man. Maybe. Um, fucking so yeah, don't watch gunpowder milkshake, but do eat gunpowder. Yeah, pure gunpowder. I'm not going to say just eat gunpowder, see what happens. Yeah. I don't want to see gunpowder, but I'm sure it's good for you. But have it with a milkshake. That will level it out. Uh, so goodbye. Bye.